Welcome to the podcast of RUF at Boston University. So what does the Bible say about pickleball? <laughs> Nothing, right? right? It's, it's something that was invented, I don't know when, uh, some dudes in California, I imagine, came up with it, you know, like smaller area, easier way to play tennis. But the Bible says nothing about it. Uh, and yet, uh, it, it also says nothing about Instagram. It says nothing about Netflix. It says nothing about a good recipe for chili. <laughs> yet, the Bible for Christians is this book, is this authoritative word that is supposed to guide us in every area of life. So how can that be if it doesn't, if the Bible especially explicitly doesn't talk about dating, how are we as Christians supposed to know how to date? Now, like pickleball, it's a place and time thing. It's a cultural movement that has started, right? I'm gonna play for the first time, I think Monday, is that right? Okay. Um, uh, the Bible, what the Bible does, it gives you a lens to see things differently. What it gives you, it doesn't give you answers on the rules of pickleball or the rules of dating, but it does give you a framework, a worldview, through which to understand this kind of unique Western contemporary institution that we call dating. So we gotta recognize that. If we were over in a different part of the world, this would be a really weird talk. So we are in this place and time talking about this thing that in America uh, we have, that we do, before we get engaged, before we get married, uh, maybe some perpetually, uh, and, and never get married. Um, we'll talk about that too. So there are rich resources in the Bible. This semester we're talking about relationships and we're talking about wisdom for relationships, how the Bible does give us resources and fills us with wisdom by the Holy Spirit in our relationship with God, that kind of grounding primary relationship, we are given uh, this understanding how to navigate friendship, how to navigate uh, roommate relationships, parental relationships. Um, and tonight we're going to talk about dating. I looked up some statistics of Gen Z as Gen Xers do. Uh, sorry, I'm not Gen X, I'm millennial. Um, Gen Y. Most of you all, I think it was about three, a little over three quarters, statistically are not dating. Um, however, I know a lot of you, probably most of you, are very open to it. I don't know if that reflects here in this room. We, we, we could do a quick poll. I have no idea. I, I, I do know that only a few of you are dating. Uh, I, I won't say who. But... but um, <laughs> For a lot of you, dating is this thing that maybe, maybe you've tried. Uh, maybe it's something that it's kind of this thing, maybe you have hinge on your phone and, and you've gone on a few dates, but it's really scary and you're kind of like, not ready for that. Um, it's, especially in Christian circles, can be really intense. Let's be honest. It can be this thing that all of a sudden is just like, whoa, this is like, there are all of these rules. There are all of these expectations. Um, and in college, you're trying to figure yourself out. You're trying to figure out your friendships, your career. So dating might seem to you like you're, you're kind of like putting that off. 
Maybe you're, you're thinking about it, maybe a lot, but maybe you're thinking it's not um, for you right now. I think there's that, and this is partly, I'll admit, some of my own experience and observations, having been here for the past nine years. I think there's another extreme too, and it's just this, I'm not gonna date, I'm not gonna do that kind of commitment, you know, date one person kind of thing, it's just, it's just too much. I wanna just engage in the hookup culture. You know, I, I want to be a part of this kind of place where it can just be, yeah, just admittedly and kind of openly shallow relationships where we're just kind of enjoying what we can for a quick moment um, and then just like no strings attached. Everybody knows you move on. Um, if you are dating, if you are single, I hope you know, and I hope you, we, we will talk about tonight, that if you're single, you're in a really good place. You're in a really good place, a, a place that's ripe for uh, service, or a place that's ripe for uh, growth and maturity. There's nothing wrong with you. If you are dating, you're in a really great place as well. You're in a great place to grow, to serve, and to learn. So both of these things are valid places to be if you are a Christian. Uh, the way I want to structure tonight is basically just to give some questions to ask while you're dating, before you're dating, after you're dating, just some questions to ask. You may want to write these down. They may not be that poignant. That's okay. But if you have your phone out, I'll assume you're writing them down. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and I, I originally had six, but I added a seventh, uh, because seven is a holy number, uh, and I just like it. Um, so seven questions to ask before you date, while you're dating, after you've finished a relationship. Um, the first one is this, how is my relationship with God? That's probably the least surprising question, uh, that you'll hear tonight. Uh, hopefully, by the end of the semester, you'll see that your relationship with God is central and is primary to all of these other relationships. Like, how is my relationship with God? It does, we don't even have to be talking about dating. We could talk about that all night. I, I want to tackle it from this angle. Jesus was single. He was never married. And yet he had a life that was truly full, blessed. He was perfectly holy. He was always doing his Father's will. Christianity is a unique religion that it went against the grain of every other religion and the culture at its time and a lot of our cultures today in that it made a place for single people to be this kind of like this way of life that is perfectly valid and can even be normal. Other religions and cultures set up the married person as the ideal person in that religion, in that culture. To marry and especially to have children is kind of like you, you must be really blessed. You must be really close to God because God gave you a wife or a husband and he gave you all these kids. Uh, what Jesus' singleness 
and what Paul, you know, the, the ultimate like missionary church planter who was also single, what Jesus' singleness and Paul's singleness teach us is that that is a viable alternative to marriage. Does that make you just kind of relax <laughs> a little bit? If you never date, if you've never dated, if you never get married, that's okay. You can lead a truly fulfilling, God-honoring, God-glorifying life because God is your primary relationship. God is this relationship that he, he not only um, fulfills all of your heart's desires, but he gives you real, actual flesh and blood relationships through his church, through his body. What this means is that the, the church, the people of God, can be a sufficient uh, relationship to take care of people when they're sick, when they're in financial need, when they're lonely. That the church can be that family for uh, single people who are aging, who don't have a spouse to take care of them, who don't have kids to take care of them. So what this relationship with God does is it colors and it makes it okay to not date. It's okay. There, you, can, you can then, if you want to date, you can date out of contentment because of God and knowing that he loves you with undying love because of Jesus and his sacrifice for you. So if you are happily single, this should be totally reassuring. Like, live your life. Go all out in the ways that God has called you to, to serve the world, uh, to, to go overseas, to be a missionary. Whatever it is, uh, God has given you himself and vital relationships in the church. And if you are unhappily single, meaning like you, you wish you could date and you wish you could one day get married... Do you see your relationship with God as a means to that end? Is God the person you go to to pray, Lord, just give me what I want. And right now I have this burning desire for a dating relationship, a marriage, whatever it is. Is God a means to an end for your happiness? Is the church, is a Christian fellowship the place that you go because all you really want is just like a, a nice, solid person to date. Is the church a means to that end of your desire to uh, be dating or to be married? Or is your relationship with God, is your relationship with fellow Christians an end in and of itself? A place where in your relationship with God, you can grow and you can learn and you can understand how to navigate a dating relationship. And in your relationship with others, a multi-generational community of the church, learn what it means from older couples how to date. So that's the first question. How is your relationship with God? The second question is this. Do I truly believe God wants what is best for me? We already kind of touched on this, but if you're unhappily single, do you believe that God is punishing you? That God has got you in this holding pattern, this purgatory for you 
to reach this certain status in your faith or whatever it is, your maturity, uh, in order to finally get this gift, finally receive that kind of second tier status or that you know, upper level status uh, of life, of being a dating or a married uh, person. Um, do you believe that singleness is what God sees as best for you right now? Can we just rest in him? and his wisdom. If you are struggling with a physical aspect of dating, um, do you believe that God asking you, uh, commanding you to wait for sex until marriage, do you believe that that is best? Or do you think you know better? By letting sex be a part of dating relationships, we are essentially saying we know better than God. We know what's best for ourselves right now. I want to say we're talking about sex the next two weeks. I'd love to talk more about that. I hope the discussion time, maybe we can talk more about that. Uh, It's a very much related question, but do we believe that God wants what's best? kind of flows into where do you turn to for wisdom on dating? Where would you go if you wanted some good advice, some good tips for dating? I hope you go to the Bible. Uh, There are resources in the Bible. Um, There are things that are very clear, crystal clear, and there are things that are just less clear. Maybe questions you're asking that the Bible isn't directly answering. The Bible's clear on sex. Should marry uh, a Christian. It's clear on that. It's less clear on how long to date before you get married. How should your parents be involved with that? Whether or not it's okay for you to hold hands. These sorts of things, it doesn't directly state. You know, Song of Songs is like, okay, and this is when it's okay to hold hands. No, it doesn't say that. But it does say some things. And are we ready to let the Bible be clear and repeat over and over again on these things that seem to be contested in our hearts, uh, seem to be contested in the culture around us? I think there's a danger of Uh, social media being the primary source of dating and relationship advice. Um, The algorithm's going to send you one direction or another, right? You may be looking at great accounts that have really great advice, but are you discerning? Do you have kind of a backstop? Do you have somewhere you can go to be like, I heard this, it felt right when they said it, because they said it so well, but let me think through that. What you need is you need, you need the Bible, but you also need people in your life. It may not be your parents. Maybe that's an awkward thing to talk about with your parents. I, I, I get that. Um, maybe it's a pastor. Maybe that's an awkward thing to talk about with me. That's okay. Uh, but you do need trusted, mature people in your life to talk through your particular situations uh, that you find yourself in. And dating. You need to rest on the uh, maturity and wisdom. And a lot of times they can say, man, don't do it the way I did it. 
um, there's a lot of you know, traps you could fall into. Let me help you. I'm sure if you go to your church, if you go, if you're a part of a community group, um, if you're a part of a small group here, um, if you know any of us staff, Jimmy, Serena, or I would love to chat with you about your particular situation. Where do you turn for wisdom? God has provided his word and his church for that wisdom. So where do you turn? Uh, the fourth question, are they the best person to date right now? Are they the best person to date right now? Um, th- this, is a, this is a question like we, we probably like talk about a lot. Like, oh, are, you know, you come up with a list of, of criteria that you want and you're like, whenever you meet someone new, like, oh, okay, are they like, how many of those boxes do they check off, right? You know, you're, you're always evaluating. Are they someone that I could date? Maybe there's a friend right now that you have and you're kind of like, hmm, maybe. And it's kind of, you're mulling it over. Are they a good person to date? And, and this, I think, centers around this idea of compatibility. I, I think we've, we've made compatibility everything. I think a, a lot of us have, been sold like the bill of goods of us like a soulmate where there's just one person and we just have to find that match and that's when compatibility just becomes everything like there's this perfect perfect match out there and we just have to seek for it as if we were to find the perfect match, then we'd have the perfect marriage then we'd have the perfect life we put so much weight on compatibility that we forget so many other good things Um, prioritize friendship in this realm. I think friendship and your just ability to like have fun, uh, share common interests, um, have common values, prioritize that over attraction and romance. And guys, that should probably mean that like certain people fall down and certain people like rise up on your list of like potential dating partners, right? There might be people who like, you're not like, like overwhelmingly attracted to, but man, they love Jesus. And if you get these kind of priorities straight, rebalance a little bit, maybe, yeah, maybe they are really good dating material and maybe you should ask them out. Um, Another thing is marriageability, right? Each person you date is likely going to, you know, into your mind in this imaginary space of like, could I see myself with them forever? For some of you, it's your first date. For some of you, it's on hinge, that first image. (laughs) You see, you're already wondering, like, what would they look like with a baby carrier? Um, Take it easy with this. and what I mean by that is let, let, let things develop. Um, don't let marriage be like all that's on your mind, these first few interactions, these first few dates. Take it slow. Take it slow with that. Um, are they the best person to date right now? One, one thing to think through, um, are they a Christian? It's probably, probably the first thing to think through. Um, the Bible is clear on this, that Christians are not to marry non-Christians.
Christians. Uh, That's not one of the liberties that Christians enjoy. And I believe that means your dating should also correspond to that. Um, There's a lot of pain and strife in marriage, period. (laughs) Like, even in a Christian marriage. Imagine being married to someone where you guys have a completely different set of values, completely different set of a framework of understanding uh, how you're supposed to use your money, how you're supposed to raise your children. Uh, the, the thing about marriage is it's so hard to begin with. Uh, in, in Ecclesiastes, it says that a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And I'm not a rope maker, so I don't know. It's, it sounds right. Um, three is better than two, better than one. Um, a marriage that isn't just those two people trying to make it work against the tides of the world and just struggles and suffering in life, but a, a marriage that has God as the glue is going to be able to withstand and hold the weight of so much more. There's a lot of wisdom in thinking that if you're a Christian, date, marry, a Christian. Um, you might be in a place where you are, you really like, and, and maybe you're currently dating uh, a non-Christian and you yourself are a Christian. I want to go back to the question, are they the best person to date right now? You might get married to them one day. But right now, do they know that your relationship with God is primary and central and something that you are convicted about so much that you're going to say, you know, I think we should take a step back from dating and be friends and explore this later on. I know couples. I was sitting at dinner with one last Sunday and that, hap- that conversation happened. It, it was the wife to the, to the now husband saying, hey, like, look, I, I really like you, but I'm a Christian and I'm only going to date and marry a fellow Christian. They have two kids. They're part of a church. He's a Christian. Missionary dating, don't try it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, as a general rule. Again, I'd love to talk to you about your individual situation there as well. Are you better off as friends? As a friend, as a brother or sister in Christ, could you maybe share the gospel with them in a different way than if it's couched in terms of this romantic setting, this romantic relationship. So that's the fourth question. Are they the best person to date right now? The fifth question is, are you communicating appropriately with them? Okay, I got to share a little story to embarrass myself and maybe just lighten things up a little bit. Um, so I didn't really date like in high school. Like I had crushes, you know, we, we, I'd chat with girls on AIM and you, you know, like I, I, I you know, went, went to dances and that kind of thing, but like I didn't really date, date. Like it wasn't serious. And so I was like, okay, college, that's going to be like dating. Like that's when it's really going to happen. So freshman year, my, my fall semester, uh, at this point, uh, I was an emo kid. And so I was wearing very tight jeans, a, a band t-shirt, uh, you know, just like lived that kind of like all my friends were like radio show uh, kids, and we would go to emo and indie shows like all the time. And so there's a fellow emo girl, 
um, who I was like really attracted to. I was like, wow, this is great. We're talking all the time in the dining hall. And I was like, hey, do you, do you want to go? Do you want to go to see this band that we both liked? And it was an emo band. Um, I think it was Cursive. Um, look it up. Um, uh, and so, you know, like I, I drive her down. I had a big Jeep Grand Wagoneer, which is really weird because I was an emo kid. Um, but we drove down to the concert or over to the concert, and, um, and we get to like the, the will caller where you take your tickets. And, she, she thought she was going to pay for her own ticket, but I had already bought her ticket. And she was just kind of like a little bit frustrated and like a little bit like irritated. And I was like, oh, no, like, oh, yeah, no, I, I bought your ticket. Um, and, and then we had dinner and like I, I paid for the dinner and she was like a little bit like, ah, like what? Like, guys, I had never told her anything like this was going to be a date. Like, she had no clue that this was anything like a date. She had a boyfriend back home. She thought this was something that we were just doing as friends. Uh, so are you communicating appropriately with them? <laughs> right? And, and, and maybe in that situation, these two emo kids needed to just, like, talk a little bit more and emote a little bit less. And maybe we could have avoided a little bit of an uncomfortable situation. Right? So... Are you communicating appropriately? Um, you, you, need, you need to talk. And, and um, I, I, I know we, we talk about this as like the DTR. I think Christians, we, we can be like really intense about these, this DTR. Define the relationship is what that stands for. Um, you, you don't want to be too much too soon. But maybe like if you're asking someone out, like say, hey, I'd love to take you out on a date sometime. Like that's clear. Right, as opposed to something a little bit more ambiguous, which they have no idea, and they're really kind of frustrated that you bought, they, you know, you bought their ticket and um, and meal and everything. So, um, timing is so important. Like, and, and wisdom is so important here. You know, like when do you talk about it? How do you talk about it? Do you let them know about your undying love and your your journal entries uh, for weeks on end about them? that first time you talk about, hey, I like you. Um, timing is so important here. Um, learn to communicate appropriately. So and on that note, like clarity is more important than vulnerability. You don't need to let them know everything all the time, all at once, but you need to be clear. There's so much like angst in relationships that don't have clarity. Like, if, if you're just talking, but you're interested, just, just say that. Like, hey, I'm interested, but I'd like to just talk right now. That's okay to just say that. Like, or, I don't really know what we are, but I like hanging out with you. Can we do this more often? That's clear. It's not like, hey, I can't stop thinking about you and just, like, gushing and gushing and gushing, you know, where it's too much too soon. And, and you guys have to know yourselves in this area. Right? Where do you need to grow? Um, are you more like TMI? Or are you like, you know, oh, I didn't know this is a date until like three dates in. Um, you got to know yourself. So you need other people to help you um, help you see that. Um, are you communicating appropriately as you break up with them? I don't believe uh, that it's a Christ-like thing or a kind thing in a lot of cases to ghost someone. 
to not tell them. Guys, that's so hard. This becomes just such a commonplace thing to just go, it's just drop someone. And guys, I've done it. I've done that. I went on a date and I just said, see you around. And like, I never followed up. I never did. And I, I'm sorry for that, right? And, and I, I don't feel good about that. On the way out, be clear, but also don't, don't like wound them mortally and tell them everything they did wrong and make it just a horrible experience for both of you. Be clear, but be appropriate. If, if you could say it, like love them as you break up with them. Maybe one of the kindest things to do is to break up with someone. The sixth question, what if I get it wrong and I mess up? Uh, There is forgiveness. There is the opportunity to grow through failure. Um, You can forgive each other. You can receive forgiveness from God. Um, Get accustomed to awkwardness. There is a good thing about taking healthy risks. Um, I'm I'm kind of moving quickly now because I realize the time. Um, C.S. Lewis has this great quote. If you want to make sure of keeping your heart intact and never breaking your heart, uh, he says this, wrap it up carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries, avoid all entanglements, lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness, but in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. Seventh question, is this supposed to be fun? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Guys, have fun. This is okay for it to be Fun. Learn to not take yourself too seriously. The gospel is paradoxical in that sense. You, you hold these convictions so firmly, but then you, you learn to just like, be more humble and have a better sense of humor about things. Just be able to say, like, that was so awkward. And be like, yep, but hey, we don't know what we're doing. It's okay. Um, you don't have to be perpetually coupled. Like, have fun as a single person as well. Um, Christians, we can be, I've said it several times, we can be way too intense. Take it slow. It's not a race. Um, Learn contentment by learning to enjoy uh, friends of the opposite sex. Like, don't don't lead other people on, uh, but be friends with people of the opposite gender. Um, It's okay to not know what you're doing. Um, Ask her out. Ask him out. I think that's cool too. Um, It's supposed to be fun. Enjoy. This is not meant to be something that's just an unbearable burden from God. Let let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just pray as these uh, discussions go on that you would uh, just give us wisdom. Uh, Any of us that are are struggling or in a place where we need Uh, more specific wisdom, Lord, I pray that you would provide it, uh, whether it's through uh, people or your word or prayer. Um, Lord, we just ask that you would give us wisdom in this this realm of, of the dating relationship. In Jesus' name, amen.